Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. Joining us today is business mentor, CBO, and founder of Digital Business Evolutions, Jessica DeRose. Digital Business Evolution offers a helping hand to aspiring business owners with starting, launching, and growing their online business. As a former celebrity personal trainer and teacher, Jessica found her calling in her side hustle, which transformed into a multi-million dollar business in two years. Digital Business Evolution has helped hundreds of clients globally create over $12 million in revenue for themselves, as well as create nine millionaires from the ground up. Jessica approaches helping her clients create their vision with a different metric, a metric centered around alignment, flow, ease, compassion, love, health, happiness, and impact. Hi, Jessica. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's always so nice to be introduced in such a formal way, you know? (laughs) Well, you did all of that. So I'm I'm just saying what you've already done. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, it's great to meet with you. Tell us a little bit more about your journey that led from personal trainer and teacher to then deciding like, I want to help people more with their businesses. Yeah, it's a journey that took uh, about 10 years. So the story that people often hear is the 18 months to, you know, our first multi-million and while that's true, it has been a much longer journey. So I actually started selling things online in 2012 and I was a teacher full-time personal trainer, part-time, and then selling things online was really just to fulfill my own desires and void that I felt. I would get home from school at 325. My husband was home at you know nine o'clock at night commuting into New York City. So I just started reaching out to some friends from college and people that lived in different states. And I was offering my tr- personal training services through email. And people actually were writing me checks in the mail and like snail mailing me checks. And so that went on for about five years before I decided to actually take the leap. And when I did quit my teaching job, I in no way had replaced my income. I wasn't even close. I was making 300 to $1,000 a month in my side hustle. And at the time, I actually thought that I was going to be leaving my job to go become the next Jillian Michaels. Like I truly truly thought I was training a lot of celebrities. I was doing bodybuilding competitions. I was in fitness magazines. I was kind of grinding and hustling my way through the fitness industry thinking I'm going to be this big fitness personality. And when I left my job and had the time and space to really spend on this side hustle, I was able to scale it to multiple six figures in just about two or three months. Like I went it just went like a rocket ship. And then what happened after that naturally was a lot of the trainers that I worked with in New York city started asking me, what are you always doing on the computer? How are you making so much money? Why are you on zoom? This was, you know, 2017. And so I just started helping my friends and I did that for free for about two years, year and a half, two years. And I was noticing a lot of my friends that I was helping were having $80,000 launches and $50,000 launches. And I realized that being a teacher, I really had created a methodology and a framework that I was replicating over and over and over. And so in 2018, I started to charge some people and was still doing the fitness stuff as well. And it wasn't actually until 2020 that I finally, after 18 years, retired from the fitness world and went all in on business mentorship. But I mean, oh my gosh, Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And that is my life. I mean, I went to school for my doctorate of physical therapy. I then lived on my brother's couch and went to fashion school. I was a teacher, like nothing that I did made sense to bring us where we are today. But yet 
it all made sense. <laughs> right. I can align with that. I, I, I think mine was, I was going to be president. Then I was going to oh. be a pediatric cardiologist, then a band teacher, then a social worker. And then I landed in tech and then it adjusted from there. Isn't you that know, funny? I love to hear those stories because yes, there, and what you were saying earlier, like people like to hear, you know, the last 18 months and things, but I love to hear the earlier stories, especially when they're not like, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since the day I was born, since my first lemonade stand. Like we love those stories too. And yeah. they're always welcome. But also I love to hear the stories where it's like, I kind of fell into this and I worked really hard and I had to learn yeah. so much stuff because I didn't already have that mindset or whatever. And now here I am. Like, I feel like those are at least for me easier to relate to. Yeah. I don't think I even knew what an entrepreneur was until I was in my early thirties. Like I grew up from in a family, to be honest, I thought I was a failure. I grew up in a family of doctors, lawyers, and accountants, Mm -hmm. very grateful. And dropping out of my doctorate of physical therapy, I felt like a failure. Then being a teacher, which is such an admiral job, but I felt like a failure. And then to quit with no plan. I mean, I was 31 or 32 when I sat down at my parents' table telling them I was going to quit my teaching job, worried, like sick to my stomach about the judgment. And actually they were actually really supportive, which was wonderful. But I had thought I was a failure for so long and I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I didn't leave to go build a business. I left because I was unhappy. And my only path, like the only thing that I was focused on was happiness and fulfillment. How could I feel happiness and fulfillment? Because I didn't feel that in my previous life. Right. So, yeah. And when you really made that step, like what were the things that you shifted maybe in your Mm day-to-day, even in your weekly planning and scheduling that kind of kept you motivated and kept you? Yeah. The biggest thing that I had to shift was my ego, to be honest. It had nothing to do with my schedule. It had everything to do with my ego because at the time I was in my early thirties, I had gone to college for two different degrees. I had worked professionally for a decade. And so my plan when I left teaching was do anything I have to do to make ends meet. And that meant I had to remove my ego and maybe take a job that I thought that I was above, better than, beyond, right? Because it was like, oh, if I have to go back to working behind the desk at a gym when I had already been a trainer for 15 years, that's a little bit of an ego blow. Or maybe I have to get a second or a third job going back to waitressing, bartending, working in retail. But once I was able to remove my ego and say, the plan is I'm going to do whatever it takes to make ends meet. I'm going to work on this side hustle. I'm going to work on my online business. But also the reality is I have to make sure that I can pay my bills. Once I was able to work through that and also understand this concept of the worst case scenario. So the reason that I quit my job was actually because of a podcast. Yeah. And I was driving to work October of 2016. I had been a teacher for eight years and I was listening to a podcast. A man was interviewing a woman. She was a teacher and she also sold jewelry on Etsy. So I'm like really listening. I mean, I was selling jewelry too. I was a teacher. She wanted to go all in on her Etsy line, but she was afraid if it didn't work out, I have a pension, I have benefits, I have summers off. Like I'm crazy to think that. So he said, if it didn't work out, what would be the worst case scenario? And she said, well, I'll go get a teaching job in a different district, but I know I could get a job. I've been a teacher for 10 years. And his answer literally changed my life. He said, oh, how does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario? I pulled the car over. I was bawling, crying. I texted my husband and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Teaching, living seven minutes away, the white picket fence, totally house poor, living paycheck to paycheck, the American dream, right? Like it wasn't my worst case scenario, but it wasn't my best case scenario. And so 
that was the night we decided. And about six weeks later, I walked into my principal's office and resigned. And it was just, here we go. Like, let's start to live into our best case scenario. And so I don't know that it was a scheduling thing. I had the motivation. I had the fire under my butt to make it work. I've always been super driven up early in the morning, you know, listening to the podcast, joining the courses, going to the events. So I had the drive. It was more, I had to remove the ego of, but I shouldn't have to go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And stepping into that. It's interesting you mentioned that because that's the second time I've heard this week. I was reading some book today or earlier this week about asking yourself that same question about what is your worst case scenario look like? And it was similar. They're like, well, you're already there. And they're like, it was like some rom-com love story. Like if you're not with him, like what's the worst case scenario? We're not together. Well, you're already not together. So what now, you know, it's yeah. interesting that that's the second time that that's come up. Maybe I need to take a look at myself. What is that? Yeah. Can we go the second time? But I think it's so important because we do get so lost in the sauce in the posture syndrome, imposter mm-hmm. syndrome and failure. And I, in the should just shitting on yourself all times. Yeah. And it's like, but it's already happened or you're already there or you're not that far from being there. And if you do think of that exercise, it's like, okay, so yes, this is true. And then what? Because you don't sit there for forever, right? Right. I could lose everything and I could, you know, everything could burn down. Okay, but then what? Right. I think the gap, right. I think the gap of time for me, certainly- very privileged to be able to say this, but our worst case scenario for my husband and I would have been no shelter, no food. Right. Right. Right? And to go from where we were to all of a sudden, it wouldn't be overnight that we would then lose the house, not be able to pay for food. He still had a job, which I never don't take credit for it. Like I had a safety net. He had a job. We could move in with my parents. We could move in with my brother. There were so many things that would have to happen before like all the cards fell. And once I recognized that it was like, oh, it was so freeing. Like, okay, cool. I actually have a lot of space, even just energetically that I can now go create something. Right. Right. Yeah. So you started to create your business and started to really start to package your services. So what are maybe the types of businesses that you work with or types Mm -hmm. of uh, founders that you work with? And then maybe like, what's just a little light nugget, because I want them to pay for your services, but (laughs) a little light nugget that you wouldn't mind sharing that maybe might be a little different than other, I'm an umbrella term, coaching, business coaching programs. Yeah. So at this point, we've worked with over 150 niches, literally anything from someone who's knitting to a real estate agent to a lot of health and fitness, nutritionists, holistic doulas. I mean, across the board, anything that you can think of dog trainers, we've really worked with anyone. So if you have a skill or an expertise that you can teach people, that's essentially what we can help you with. And we would help you package that and create that into a course, a coaching program or anything in between. And we go soup to nuts. So digital business evolution, we have a lawyer on staff, we have an accountant on staff, tech coach on staff. So we really help you from ideation through the foundations and then all of the actual creation. We use organic social media marketing that we teach you. And then of course, being a teacher, I help you with the actual like curriculum writing. We take you through launch. So we actually help you launch and fill your programs. And then we help you with the onboarding process as well. So we're still with our clients when they're actually starting to work with their clients. And so we could be there to kind of catch them if there's anything, you know, that's getting tripped up. I'd say our unique positioning, it's a couple different things. I think we really are a one-stop shop. 
we focus solely on building business machines. So I'm not interested in helping people make money. I'm interested in helping you make a machine that will make you money so that you can actually walk away, take an actual vacation. You're not needed in the business. If something were to happen in your life, an emergency, or if you're anything like me and you're multi-passionate and you want to actually go build something else or really look at creating wealth and be able to diversify your attention as well as your streams of revenue, the machine will run. So we take a holistic approach to business building, which unfortunately isn't the sexiest approach because I don't promise fast overnight success or quick money. It's really, let's look under the hood and see what we need to put together. Because when you do step into coaching, what most new coaches and entrepreneurs don't realize is you now are wearing like 14 different hats. You're the marketing department, the sales department, the customer service department, the acquisition department. And so learning all of those different things takes a really long time. And so we're trying to help you shorten the amount of time in the learning process. Certainly success leaves clues. And so we try to make sure that you don't make a lot of the same, I wouldn't call them mistakes, but learning patterns maybe that I went through or our other clients have gone through. But yeah, we're really interested. Our philosophy is around building a machine and we are also very driven by impact. And so we practice what we preach and all of our businesses that we help build have an impact component to them. Mm, Gotcha. That is very cool. It's so true. I mean, and I think of all the clients that come to me and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have been around when you started, or I wish I would have been around, you know, month, whatever. And so it's really nice to hear that you guys are from the beginning through, you know, really building something that is sustainable, that keeps mm-hmm. them out of stuff that they have no business doing as a founder, totally wearing all of the hats. And it's like, is copywriting something you should be doing? And maybe it is, and maybe that's something that they love doing. And so supporting right. that even more than, well, should you be managing your bookkeeping? Like maybe that's not for yeah. you and, and yeah. really being able to separate that from the yeah. Absolutely. And as we've scaled our team over the last two years, really, and I've stepped away. I mean, you introduced me as the CVO. I'm the visionary officer. I'm not the CEO. I will very gladly pass that off. I have no interest in being the CEO. And I think there is a lot of confusion sometimes when people think, well, I'm the face of the brand or I'm the coach. So I have to be this person. And really it's, no, you get to learn how to delegate and lose and and release control. And there's this misconception that number one, I'm going to build a business because I want freedom. People think like, I'm going to become my own boss so that I have freedom. The reality of it is being your own boss doesn't create freedom. Systems and structure in your business is what creates freedom and giving up control. So being able to let go of control and delegate is really what will give you that freedom that you're looking for. But it's a bumpy road for most of us to get there because as entrepreneurs, we love to be in control. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And well, I've been doing it this way this whole time. It's fine. Or yep. all the steps live in my noggin, so I can't <laughs> give it to someone else. Or, well, I've just been doing it this way for so long. Like, let's, you know, or I've been paying for the service for so long. I know there's maybe cheaper options or easier options, but yeah, but you know, yep. <laughs> yeah, we're the bottleneck. We're always the bottleneck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do like of just your example of stepping out of CEO role and really sticking in your your zone of genius and releasing some of that control yeah. in your own business. Yeah, absolutely. And our CEO is my husband. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing to bring him into the business and then essentially have him be promoted over me almost, right? When you think yeah. CEO, you think a lot of times top. Yeah. So that was a whole experience in itself. And I'm so grateful that we did do that because it makes the most sense. And that's really his role. And I still get to be the visionary and I still get to be the founder in the face, but I don't want to be the CEO. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm constantly telling people look at me like I, you know, I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't want to work that hard. I want to do good work. I want to produce good work. I want to support people and all that stuff, but I don't want to work 
that part. And you're totally right of, even though you're a founder, an entrepreneur, own your own business does not mean that you fully own your own time effort or anything like that. And so really making that priority is life-changing. I took a two hour nap on Monday and it was fabulous. That's amazing. But I was like, I need it. It was accidental. It's supposed to be 45 minutes ended up being two hours, but it's fine. I didn't miss any or anything like that, but being able to be in that space to really honor yourself is critical when having a business when being a business owner. Yeah. And there's seasons, right? I'm sure there are days that you're working 12, 14 hours because you're in the middle of doing something important. You're in the middle of a launch or ramping up. So for me, it's the autonomy and that's the part that I love. But there are definitely over the last five years of full-time entrepreneurship, there have definitely been days where I'm like, man, I miss having summers off. (laughs) You know, the steady paycheck, health insurance, that's easy, (laughs) like all of those. (laughs) But I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back. Yeah. Absolutely. When you guys are thinking about what you guys are working on in the next couple of years, where do you see your business growing in that time? This is such a great question. I used to put so much pressure on myself. I think a lot of us do to have this grandiose, like three-year vision and five-year yeah. plan. And what's your, you know, and I've released some of the pressure from that, even with the team. So we sort of have our core values and we know our mission, but we're very open to what it will look like. And to tell you the truth, I'm not really sure because if you asked me this question five years ago, today would never have even been in my thought process. Yeah. So I will say some of the things that we're looking for are really, we've been working so hard on refining this machine so that we all have more capacity to do other things. My husband and I also invest in real estate. So there's like that leg of kind of our business, if you will. Mm-hmm. I am definitely interested in not just writing a book, but I actually want to write a box set of children's books. And so I would imagine over the next couple of years that will probably be in movement, not to be a bestseller, not to turn it into a business. It's more of a passion project. It's just something that I really want to do. I'm very interested. We're both very interested in building a company to sell and our COO is on board for that. So I think for us, it's like, how do we get this business to a place where it's just moving and grooving? It's making the impact. We're already global. We have coaches and clients all over the world. We've been able to build a school in Ghana, Africa. And so we're funding that school and we're funding those children and the community members to have their jobs there. Unfortunately, with pandemic, we haven't been able to travel there to visit. So I'm really itching to get there and visit and see everybody. So I think it's really just more autonomy and more space and capacity to actually start to do some other things and get into some slightly different industries and not, I don't want to say just coach because I don't mean that in a negative way, but where I am today is like, I'm coaching, I'm a podcast host and I'm a coach, but it would, what's the next evolution. And that's why we call the business, the digital business evolution. Yeah. 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 I love the next step, you know, being to sell sell the business. That's not something you hear often. And I think it's fabulous. I'm like, what can I recently of like, okay, how can I do something similar to sell mm-hmm. this? Because I want to be on a beach in Santorini for a month just because yes. I like, At Scorpios? Yeah. Or is that Mykonos? <laughs> yeah, the M- yeah. Mykonos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just because I, I want to, like, you know, being, yeah. releasing the corporate lifestyle to then create your own. Why can't that be retiring yeah. in 10 years because we've decided to and creating something that you're able to do that and sell your business and wish it luck and success as yeah. you, you know, go write your amazing books on a beach somewhere with your family, you know, because you yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for us, it's also, it's not just, can we sell this business, right? which is, we might be able to, and that's exciting, but I actually want to build a business intentionally to sell it 
from the get-go reverse engineer. Uh, it would probably be more of like a physical product or something like that, sure. that we would be doing that. Not so much like coaching, yeah. but it's definitely, it's definitely on the horizon. I love that. Yeah. Jessica, if anyone is listening and they're like, please, dear God, help us with or help the business, or I have an idea and I want to start it right. Where can they find you guys? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram most. I am I am Jessica DeRose. I have a podcast, Digital Business Evolution. We do two episodes a week. There's tons of free content. I am a huge advocate for giving it all away for free. You can quite literally build a million dollar business off of my Instagram, my old Instagram and my new Instagram. I do. I give it all away for free. We're always hosting, you know, free masterclasses and things that you can come to, but yeah, come hang on Instagram. Come say hi. Let me know that you came from the podcast. I love having conversations with people, but I would say that's, that's probably the best spot. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. So great chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. They definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.